Hello and welcome to the Heat Army podcast live, coming live from the Three Tons and Sheriff Hill and we've got a good turnout. Hello everybody. There we go. Um, unfortunately, as advertised, we um, well, let's say we had advertised that Brian Waits was going to be joining us. Unfortunately, can it um, this, at this moment in time? There's still things he cannot talk about, which we're, we understand. But um, we've still got a positive show to talk about. We've got obviously um, new owners coming in. Hopefully, that'll be over the line within the next couple of weeks. And um, also fixtures, uh, pre-season fixtures are starting to be announced as well. So um, we'll be talking about all of that. We've also got Mark Rivers with us tonight as well. We've got Dominic from the club. And, um, well, we've got all of you here and also everyone that's listening. And we'd love to hear from you. And, Andrew, how do you do it on Twitter? At heed underscore army. And that goes for anybody in the room as well. So if you're shy and you don't want to talk over the mic... You can just send us a tweet and we're going to read it out um, so it keeps everybody fully interactive. And we've got a roving reporter as the, well. The, there's a radio mic, so don't worry. I can get you right at the back of the room, so don't be shy. Yes, so Bernard is there, uh, ready and uh, willing to put a mic in your face. Well, the tre- chairman of the sports club's got to do something useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, as I say, the news broke um, uh, a few days ago, last week, um, that potential well new owners are interested in buying the club. It's a case of dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Um, foreign investors, what we heard, we can't really talk much more about it because we don't know much more. We can't speculate too much. But, um, Andrew, very interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's a new, brand new thing that uh, the club's not had before, um, foreign investors. Um, so, exciting times ahead for the club. It certainly is. And um, just before we get started into it, um, we have got apologies from Brian uh, Waits, who... Unfortunately, he, you know, he was going to join us. Then he was, he couldn't make it, but he was going to join us on the phone. But um, obviously, circumstances have uh, put pay to that, and we, we understand. But um, hopefully, in the future, once things are more announced and concrete, then we can we can talk away to everybody, and um, we'll find out more information. But I think the biggest news, apart from obviously new owners coming in, and, and well, not that the club was need saving, but it, it secured the future. Is that we're full time? Yeah, I think that was one of the main things that uh, the, the statement said. Um, it's uh, a sigh of relief from a lot of the fans. Um, in this league, you've got to be full-time. I think there's what was only two or three clubs who were part-time last season. Um, you've got to have full-time players if to compete uh, in this league. Yeah, And mentioning players as well, we have had a few departures. We know both goalkeepers have gone. We've lost a few players to York. But on the whole, we've kept probably, well, at the moment, we've still probably got about 75% of the squad, which is very promising that no one else has left just yet. So if we're after some of them players, we can still negotiate with them. Yeah, the <laughs> me personally, I'm, there's a couple of players that I thought, oh, well, I'm not particularly bothered that they've gone, but I'm devastated we've lost both goalkeepers, if I'm honest. It's uh, always going to be a big ask, though. Yeah. Um, you can't stand the way of James Montgomery's went to a higher level. He's he's earned it. Uh, his performances for us that was that was Bernard there with the, the the radio mic. His performances have been fantastic, and he's went on to a higher level. So all the best to him. But it is a gutter losing uh, uh, Dan Hanford. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, from what I've heard, Southport's going to go for it this season to get back into the. Um, National League, so, mm-hmm. so he's going to be playing week in, week out. So that'll be guaranteed. Yeah. Well, uh, Liam Watson's back there, but um, we've got the Roven reporter Bernard out I'm there. I was audience. just going to say, if anybody wants to to, to get involved, this, this is a, a fully active, the most active um, podcast. 
we've been able to do and we're sick of hearing their two voices so just put your hand up if you've got any questions anything you want to throw in anything you want to say yeah, that's obviously that's bear in mind that you know we're going to be careful what we do say because this is actually going out live so by yeah. by all means put your hands up anybody wants to so has anybody got any thoughts on obviously staying full time what a surprise i'm on the mic yeah <laughs> personally I'm absolutely over the moon that we're still full time. Uh, you could actually put a smile on your face, then. I was hard reading until I seen you. <laughs> now, um, I'm over the moon with full time. Uh, I would have stuck with part time as long as the club was still here to support. Um, Good at losing Monty, but you can't blame him for going up. Dan Hanford, he wasn't going to. St- he didn't think Monty was going to go, or did he know? But p- apparently, personal circumstances for him, that's why he's moved. What can you say, really? I mean, Jordan Burrow, where's York? I would have kept Jordan Burrow. I, I might be in a minority here, but I like Jordan Burrow. Where's York? Done well at times. Russell Penn, I'm glad he's gone. Well, there we go. <laughs> well, to me, he's at the start of the season, he was the, more, the most experienced player we had. And he made the most mistakes on the field 90% of the time. That's my opinion. Yeah. Well, he got better towards the end of the season, but... Um, he had one, he had a couple of good games, but people say he was a playmaker. I don't know. Uh, well, we've got a couple of tweets, Andrew. We've got one from uh, Tracy. Yeah, she said, hello from Tracy, Ian and Joseph, sitting by a fire pit in cloudy Scotland. Sorry we couldn't be there. Yeah, there we go. And also as well, we've got a, a request. Not a chance, John. Uh, um, John Fawnton has tweeted in saying, can we have a live version of the Birdie song, please, for the tweets? Um, we'll see what we can do later on for that. But remember, do keep it sending your messages. You can also do it on Spreaker as well, and we'd love you to do that. And we've had a couple of people do that. And Skirfield's put evening, everyone, from a sunny Manchester. And Andy Mason's put evening. Thanks, as always, for putting the show on. Hashtag away the heed. Well, um, as I say, it's um, we have got a guest as well. Mark Rubbers is in the room. Could he come up and join us? There he is. We've got a mic here just for him. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting that, that. that was Mick again. Yeah. Uh welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Um well we spoke to you a while ago, um, just before the news broke about the club being up for sale and um it was a bad line on the podcast and I'd like to, if I can revisit it again. Um I, I, you got you got a little bit of grief online um for an article that I think wasn't your fault, it was just the time and it went out. Obviously about um, you know, the Bennett want to keep Steve Watson, then putting the club for sale the next day in another article. So, just from your point of view, do you want to put it across? Uh, yes, the uh, I can't remember who it was who gave me stick about that, but uh, obviously not here tonight. Um, yeah, I did I did the interview before the Dagenham and Redbridge game on Good Friday uh, with Richard about Steve staying. Um, put it in the non-league paper, and they held it back until the following Sunday, which was the Sunday before. Uh, the, the, the kind of proposed sale of the, the club was announced, so mm-hmm. made my article look horrendously timed. Um, yeah. But it was done at half time, actually, in the Dagenham game. Uh-huh. Didn't, didn't have much else to talk about that day. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's just, it's just un- really unfortunate yeah. timing because, I mean, I've, we've said it many times on the podcast you're a champion for non league football and you, 
you give Gateshead some good coverage as well. But um, what's been your take over the whole situation of the sale of the club? Because obviously, we, obviously it hit your article hard, but um, <laughs> you will have seen the reaction online. But what was your perspective? Do you think the fans were right to worry the way they were? Absolutely, because everyone here and everyone who goes to Gateshead Games care about the club. But I think the most important thing to remember is that the Bennetts do as well. They are supporters. They, you know, they, they took their time to, to find the right buyers, and I'm fairly confident that whoever they are, who, who they are in talks with at the moment, will be the right people. I don't think Richard or Julie would, would want to sell the club to anyone that's going to mm-hmm. uh, take it backwards. They'll want to sell it to someone who's going to take it forwards. Um, that'll be proven in time, you know, whether yeah. that's the right decision. Um, but it's a great club and, and it deserves to be challenging at the top end of the National League and hopefully these new owners, whoever they are, once the deal is done, will, will come in and do that. It's understandable that the, the supporters are feeling or have felt the way they are and you could sense the relief when, when the announcement came out yeah. last week um, that, that it will get a chance to move forward and at the moment it is everyone's still waiting for information and when it's going to be done and you know who they are. I know there's been little hints about you know where they're from what have you but uh, I think if they have the financial clout to, to, to take the club forward then it can only be a good thing for Gateshead yeah and as, as we mentioned before the fact that they're staying full time and also as well for, I mean, we've got Dominic in the room they're, they're keeping all the current staff at the club as well which is a massive bonus as well I know that there isn't many of them but you don't want to see anyone um, losing their job I'm going to just embarrass him for a moment wherever he is and hiding there he is. I'll just pass the mic to him as well so he can interact that's good uh, Dominic is genuinely one of the best people I deal with in, in my role um, I know I kind of only cover the club for on, on my own podcast and uh, f- for the non-league paper but Dominic does an exceptional job for this club and uh, working you know morning, noon and night to do what he does and makes my job a lot easier and I know other journalists who cover them. Oh, we've got. Well, can everyone give Dominic a round of applause because he he, he helps us as well. I mean, um, obviously we we started doing the commentary last season, and Dominic would come out his way to help us a couple of hours before the game to make sure everything was all right. And as you say, um, it goes above and beyond. So it's it's great to have Dominic here tonight. Hello, Dominic. Hello. Yes. Um, we, we did say twenty quid to get that in, didn't we, Dominic? <laughs> Just make <Aye>. sure. <laughs> And um, Dominic, just from your perspective, um, it must have been a bit of a relief after. I mean, what? I mean, it was probably only six, seven weeks, but it felt like a lot longer, didn't it? Yeah, especially like once the season ended, there was nothing really happening. It was like no work to do. There was a few interviews with players, and uh, thankfully Steve did the talk here. But um, other than that, there was very much a radio silence. And then on. Probably this time last week, it was like, right, it's happening. We're announcing it, and honestly, I was over the moon. Yeah, and I mean, that, I mean, from the Heat Army Twitter account, I'm sure Mark will notice on his Twitter, and you know, from the club's Twitter, that the, the well, the, the enthusiasm around the club seems to be massively back, and also shown tonight the turnout tonight as well for the podcast. Um, it just shows you that the the excitement's growing, and I think once we get confirmation and, and more information I think that can only grow even more yeah that's what it is I mean the positivity the sort of atmosphere has changed completely it was I mean I was in the same boat as many many of the people in this room it was just wanting to know something so it was great now that, that we've not quite been given the green light but we've got something in place and we can start to think yeah. ahead going into next season we've got the pre-season friendlies 
sort of lining up now so it's nice to see now it's just getting the players well you mentioned the pre-season friendlies there we've, an, we've uh, announced one today with uh, the old foes and uh, is that on the 25th of july uh, 28th 28th sorry against Blythe spartans at uh at Blythe spartans so that should be a good test i mean they're you know they, they had a good season last year and uh, armstrong up there he's got a good squad so that will be a good test for steve watson and the boys in pre-season probably not everyone's favorite place to go but um Hopefully we can go up there and give them a paste in there. <laughs> Did last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, um, it, it is exciting, but there is that, that little bit of anxiousness as well from, from fans. Because we, like we have been given that green, green light, so to speak, but it, it's not just there yet, is it? So it's I'd say it's more of an amber light at the moment. It's, uh, you know, yeah. we, are, we are waiting to see what's happening, but... What you've got to think is, since the end of last season, as Dominic said, it's been quiet. The, the, the kind of only stuff the club's been officially able to, to put out is players have left. Um, I think there's maybe not many where you think you would kind of want to stay boring Monty. Yeah. But you, you can't say... If you look at the club's record in the last two and a half years of mm-hmm. moving players on at the Football League, it's exceptional. And Monty was always going to go to a football league club at some point I think he's the best, yeah. the best non, non-league keeper around certainly the best in the area um, and it's no surprise that he's he's, he's gone down to, to Forest Green um, mm-hmm. but it, it is a case of just waiting for information I know there is a bit of confidence that something will happen in the next two weeks from what I've been told uh, but there is a lot of negotiations going on with the the FA with the um, obviously the party who are buying the club uh, with the National League to get you know through the, the usual tests that you have to go through. Yeah. Um, at the minute, it, it's a very positive atmosphere, but it does have to be slightly restrained until the, the, you know, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. It certainly is. I mean, you mentioned about players moving on. Um, for the last what, 18 months, Marcus Madison has been talked about a lot, um, and the rumour mill is still gaining pace with him several championship clubs after him but it looks as though the, the asking price might not be as big as what we might have thought for reading between the lines um, I don't know if there's something in his new contract um, about a release clause there's, there's rumours of that but um, hopefully that isn't true And because yeah. I think there's Aston Villa Leeds, Redden are the front runners at the moment and Nottingham Forest who I think want to buy Jack Marriott as well as, uh, so hopefully that comes to fruition. I mean, that would be a fan, that'd be a double whammy, wouldn't it? If the new yeah. owners are announced and then Marcus Madison goes and we get a little bit more money in the coffers. Another one as well. Um, Shrewsbury's manager Paul Hurst went to Ipswich today, so maybe he would take the likes of Bolton, maybe to people players like that. Yeah, where we again could get another bit of money. You would hope. You would hope. Um, but yeah, as I said, we've got a message on the chat facility. If you would like to message us on the chat facility, you can do it. Log in with your Facebook, Twitter or email address on the Spreaker website. Follow us and you can message us live as Sam Pendleton has done. But even lads, um, looking positive with new owners coming in. Hopefully Steve Watson can assemble a good squad in the coming season. I'm hoping we can keep a hold of Danny Johnson next season. Well, that was the big one because there was a lot of rumours about him going to York City and uh, when we've seen lots of people Lots of Gator players going there. You thought, is he going to be the next one? Um, but thankfully, as it stands, he's still, still, <laughs> well, possibly going to be a Gator player next season. I think he's one, now that obviously we've lost both keepers, I think him and Scott Bauer are two that would, I think we're 100% need to keep a hold of. Um, he's, Danny Johnson's not everyone's cup of tea, Dave Allen. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it, there's no denying he scores the goals for He's getting the right positions. He knows where the goal is. And... 
you need players like that in this league. Yeah, and um, we've got a couple of tweets. One from, well, two from Josh Clicks. Uh, he's tweeted saying, apart from Blythe, do you want any more news for pre-season? Uh, if there are any more talks, would it be possible to put them live as well? Um, we can do them live, but I don't know if the manager wants them to be frank talks like the last one was, where it's you know everyone just in a room and and you know asking frank questions, getting frank answers. Because there's some things you just don't want to put out live, um, but it's a possibility, it certainly is. And um, we don't know about any more pre-season friendlies, but I, I f- believe Dominic said there's a few more, hopefully, uh, in the often. So we'll, we'll find out as and when they happen. Yeah, I, I would. Do- I'm not. I don't know anything. I'm not being told anything. But you would assume Dunstan would be the first one. It's been like that for the past what three, four seasons. It's always a good game down there. And yeah. we've got another tweet. Uh, yeah, Tracy's tweeted saying Dom was a massive help to Joseph for school project this season, and also helped out one of my media students. Can't thank him enough. Yeah, well there we go. A lot of love just for Dominic in the room. So if anyone wants to go over and give him a cuddle, um, that'd be great. Just, just if, if I can just um, go on with, with talking with Brian. Um, just before tonight, and obviously Brian's been working really hard to get the club to the situations it's at. Uh, <coughs> think about it, it was only a few weeks ago we had this first live podcast because we didn't know what was going on and there was a lot of negativity going around. And just trying to say, let's stop this, let's get a bit of positivity in, into it. Thankfully, the, the news was quite quick after that, and Brian is very keen to come along on the, the next live podcast show you do. Yep. Because he, he wants to talk, he wants to talk, and I'm sure we'd love to hear from Brian of, you know, wh- why did he, why did he sort of give up his his interest as, as what he had in Newcastle and come along and help Graham Wood to develop Gateshead and the excellent work he's done. I'd love to know a bit more about that. Um, so I would hope that the, the next one, quite quickly after we know who was involved with the club, who the new owners are, would have Brian coming along and hopefully have the the situation there, which he said that Steve would probably come along as well. Yeah, as well. But I'll just correct uh, Bernard that they're all live, but uh, <laughs> no, um, t- obviously the show's from the tunnel. I know, but you couldn't fit all of these people in your kitchen. Though. I know, I know. Yeah, you're spoiling the illusion. Now I mean, you're all being very quiet. You know, you, you can yeah. put your hands up and ask questions. Um, just while we're on about thank yous, big thank you to the three tons as well for having us again. Um, I say it, it does take the show to another level being able to talk to people, having an audience. I know that this for some reason this week there isn't as many chairs down as set ease all over the first time. But um, to say a massive thank you for coming and supporting it. Andy Mason's put huge relief for us all now the deal has been arranged. Unfortunately, it's not looking good for Dagenham. Makes you realise how lucky we are. Yeah, I mean, that, to be honest, I've kind of switched off from everything around the league, but I understand it's pretty bad down there. Um, so fingers crossed they get through that. But it, 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 so it's just a flip of a coin. You don't know what's around the corner for. I mean, look at Hartlepool. You know, it looked really bad for a, a few months there, didn't it? it it's the... The challenge of trying to, you know, chase the dream of, of getting into the football league or get back into the football league, and it's uh, it's scary the the money going around at the top end of the national league now. It's basically there are clubs there that have got bigger budgets than League One clubs. Um, they are chasing the dream, and I always find it quite funny because when you, when you go into League Two, that the jump up in finances isn't huge, so I'm yeah. not entirely sure what these these clubs are, are chasing, um, which is why the new owners as much as you would love them to go out and just splurge a load of money on big name players that do have a duty of care as Richard and as Graham would uh, sorry Richard and Julie and Graham would have had to look after the club as well um, that'll be one of the, the big challenges for me uh, yeah. for the new owners is making sure they balance off 
trying to drive the club forward with looking after its long-term welfare. And if you think it looks like like the Salford who's coming up next season, they're going to have a ridiculous amount of money. Scary. Yeah, I mean, they're signing players left, right and centre as well. So um, it is going to be a very tough league as ever. But um, I think, although this year, I mean, we've lost the likes of Tranmere. We haven't lost Tranmere, have, <laughs> have been promoted. But th- those type of teams, especially for Tranmere, I think it was a make-or-break season for them because you only get parachute payments for two years, don't you? Yeah. And that's a big club to sustain uh, at this level. But I think just being replaced by Salford coming up, so it, it swings and roundabouts. But it, it's always going to be a tough test, and um, yeah. So, but um, we have got other things to talk about as well. Um, we obviously on the previous podcast, uh, Bernard and myself had been talking, and we put the idea out there about going forward and what can the fans do. And with the announcement of pre-season friendlies imminent, hopefully, if we get a Saturday home game. We can arrange something with the tons if we can get it shortly to have have a fundraiser, have a night, a band, maybe even a comedian on as well, and we can raise a bit of money and also get all the fans together and um, push forward. But uh, Bernard, have you got I, any I was just going to say on, on that point there, Brian did pass on the, the the thanks because it has been mentioned to the new owners and they say that's fantastic. They like to hear that the fans are are wanting to get involved. With what Brian has said, he wants to basically, you know, okay, we're looking forward, but let's look back. Let's look back to how the club was not too long ago where there was a good interaction with the fans where we can develop and certainly with the likes of Steve at the, the helm he's very keen to get the fans involved with the players so hopefully through this um, pre-season we'll get a chance to, to get to know the players the way we used to know the players and build back where um, the club and the fan work very closely together and he's over the moon with the idea of coming up with some sort of fundraising to help the club out in a small way to cover the cost of an away trip for them um, and he's also very keen to see what other things they can do develop a proper fans liaison where they can discuss things directly with fans so all, all coming from that last podcast there's been great positive reaches coming back through Brian from it well, that, that, that's good to hear that we can you know, hopefully make a bit of a difference and, and get everyone pulling in the right direction because as you say maybe as a fan group maybe lost our way a little bit but if we can get back towards that way and um you know, if we can have a, I think you know, if if we're playing well on the pitch and also that we're, we're doing well in the stands, then it can only be a good thing. But um, right, just having a look at some of the things we've got written down as well. Um, well, see, we've got the fund. Hopefully, we'll get the fundraiser sorted when uh, we know we've, when we've got a pre-season game or maybe the first home game. Depends on what is going to be announced um, or in and around uh, that time. And we've got a question. Yeah, um, just back to like the players and fans sort of relationship. Um, I know, like, I can't remember if it was last season or the season before when the idea came up with the players coming up after the after the match and sort of answering the fans' questions and that in the bar. I don't even think it was a bad idea, but the way it was run was possibly bad. I think it was far too formal because um, we had sort of a set person asking all the questions and it was exactly the same questions that they were probably being asked by the same person in the corporate suite. And it was, it was, if, it was as if we were, like second in line and we're just getting sort of put put to the back burners and it was it was really poorly run to be honest but it was a really good idea as well so I wouldn't even mind bringing that back but just yeah, it, it giving it a second thought I think it was the timing of it as well it wasn't because it was I mean fair enough you've got to give the players enough time to get changed and come up to the, the bar but it was like a good hour hour and a half wait um, after they had been to court had some eat and then, then it was like well hey, let's go and see the fans now and then 
you're either tanked up or ready to go home and, and it, it was never especially if you got beat it was never it wasn't the best recipe but I think that can be developed on, just on that, that that's one of the things when Steve was here uh, buddy's talking we actually I mentioned that to him and he is of the opinion which I'm sure you know well certainly I am that the fans come first we were put a bit on the back burner but unfortunately we did sort of start it when we had some absolute stinker games and there was a lot of negativity, but then also the, play, the, the fans had to wait a long time, so yeah. it didn't help. So, you know, it, it, it's not saying it was either the, the club's fault or the fans' fault. It I, I did just dry up, and, and the in interactivity, that's what it's all about. Light tonight, this is all about you, so please, you know, before I thrust this microphone in your face and get involved, that's what it takes. You've got to be involved. If you aren't involved, it's just left of a handful who seem to run around all the time. Yeah. I um, think it, it's important to remember this is you know a chance for a fresh start for everyone. Uh, new owners coming in, still a relatively new manager in Steve Watson, and the fans have got a massive part to play. You know, it's your club at the end of the day. No matter who owns it, the, the club will be as successful as you you want it to be. And when, when this club's bouncing, when you know you look back at the playoff and everything that happened there, and cup runs, it, it, it's a special club, and, and yeah. it can be driven forward by the fans. I mean, just looking back to the. Uh, the semi-final. I mean, the game had to be delayed because of the, the, the interest. People trying to get into the ground, so it shows you that the interest is there. I know a lot. There's a lot of glory supporters that turn up for every club, even Newcastle United. Every club has them. But it, you know, it shows you that they are there. And if we can get it right, you know, and get the the match the experience right as well, because I think that's been lacking a little bit. I know we can only do what we've got with the ground. You know, it's a rented ground, and um, you know, but. You know, a few pop-up banners in in the cafe area, a few in the corridor. You can brand it as you're at Gateshead, whereas now you walk into an empty cafe and you don't know what it is. I think that's been mentioned loads of times before in the past, though, and nothing ever came of it. Yeah. Which I don't know whether it was the club's fault, council's fault. You don't know, but, but it, if well, it, it, once a new owners come in, maybe they might. Yeah. Push it a hell of a lot more. It, it, it just takes five or six pop-up banners. You can have them where they've got a whiteboard bit in, so you can either put raffle results on. You can have future games, events, you know, advertising anything. And it, it, it's them little things that will go a long way to show you what is happening in and around the club. Whereas we haven't got that at the moment. But I believe we've got a question from the back there. Hi, it's Dave Allen here. I um, just wanted to say that how delighted I was when we heard the news. Uh, it was a big relief. Um, just uh, what we're talking about, the players and what Paul was mentioning. Um, two or three years ago at the start of the season, we had talk-ins where the players were there. They were brilliant. The kids were able to go and get photographs and what have you. And, you know, when Steve Watson was here the other, you know, a few weeks ago, he seems dead keen to do stuff like that. So hopefully, we, you know... I certainly tried to get a couple of them going the last two seasons, but I got no joy. Hopefully we can get them back again because I think it's important when you get a lot of new players in, it's good to have, let the players, let the fans, you know, sort of meet them and get in. So everything's positive and I, I think we've just, we're waiting for the final sort of news and then we've all got to pull together and uh, if we can get another, sort of meet the players and a night with Steve Watson, these are these were good things that we used to do two or three years ago, and hopefully we can get these back again. Yeah, certainly. And um, we've got a message from Christopher Holmes on the chat facility. He's put, "I'm sure Blythe etc. will be a good test for the players, 
but it would be great to boost any new owners to see um, a good boost to any new owners to see Newcastle or even Sunderland Middlesbrough send along a strong first team uh, squad over. That would be nice. Um, and and Scurfield sent another one in this together. Hashtag Heed Army. And Pete Walton has put blood knock here. Still gated till I die uh, from afar and will support the club in my own little way. And um, Simon Johnson's put evening, gents. And uh, you can still tweet us. How do you do that, Andrew? At Heed underscore Army. And would you like to sing the Twitter song? Not a chance. So, well, there we go. It's not going to happen tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it's, uh, you know, when he recorded it, he was doing all the um, the birdie things as well. And we've got another another one, another question. Yeah, uh, Victoria here. Um, I totally agree with Dave Allen with regards to the PR tokens and the manager tokens. It's a we're supposed to be a family-based club, and I think that relationship between fans and players emphasises that. And so I really think that it would be something important to pass on and try and get organised. Be careful what you say about the manager. Yeah, <laughs> and um, well, I can see. Yeah, and um, well, we've got another message on the chat facility. Evening, lads. Uh, who who do you think the club could attract? Uh, sorry, how do you think the club could attract a wider fan base? Well, a uh, very, very good question. It, it is. No one really knows the answer to. Um, I, th- I think it's 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 hard work. That's what you got to do. You got to put the work in. You've got to. It, it's easy for us to see. You've got to put the money out there, but you've got to advertise. And um, in the past, you know, as I say, we, we know we've got Dominic here, and we're praising for the stuff he does online. But there's people that aren't online. There's the shops. There's the businesses. Even here, the, the three tons used to be in the program. The people stopped coming round. So they weren't in the programme. We need to get into the local businesses, get into the local community and you know, plant them seeds and get back to where we were. And I think that's that's the start of it and let it grow from there. I think like any... You've got to think of it as a bit of a business kind of company as well. That for the club, me personally, I think the marketing is terrible. Apart from what Dom does through social media, which is second to none, the marketing for advertisement for games stuff like that it's just basically non-existent well on that front we've just had a tweet um, Josh has tweeted saying loving the new match graphics by the way Dom yeah he's changed them up for the new season uh, so you'll be seeing more of them uh, as they uh, get posted up in the uh, coming weeks when uh, more pre-season friendlies are announced well I believe that we've got um, well a special person in the room uh, Steve Watson's joined us and hopefully maybe able to come up for a little chat with us as well um, so if anyone's got any questions for Steve as well it's not bad being sub for Steve Watson is it know how Mark Hottager feels now. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, Steve, uh, a warm welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jess. Yeah, and, um, well, it's it's been a stressful few weeks for the fans. What's it been like as a manager? Uh, worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, worse. Uh, been terrified to turn my phone on most days to see, who, uh, see who's left next. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Uh, I know there's only so much we can talk to you about, um, but say it, it has been a, a you know probably a stressful few weeks as as we all know. But w- has it been a case of just having to hold tight and waiting for information like everybody else? Yeah, I mean I've I've been in touch with Brian. You know Brian, Brian really has worked uh, really hard all summer. Um, was almost you know left to him in a, in a way, and he's uh, and it's a hard job. It's hard. It's a hard job to do in the time scale that we've had to be given. Um, might have been a lot easier doing it, you know, earlier. But we are where we are. Sorry, Matt. You got the mic. 
on this. So, um, so I, it's, it's been hard. Uh, there's been a few interested parties, but what I will say is, I know I can't say too much, and I can't, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot I can't say. <laughs> you might think, why the hell is he coming? But um, no, it's, what I will say is that is the, the, late, the one that's uh, looking favoured at the moment um, has, has a football plan. Uh, the rest's the rest were talking about property deals and we're talking about uh, different things. But from what I gather, um, the company that's, that's furthest down the line at the moment has moved the quickest uh, and it's got a football plan. And that's, you know, I think that's what we need. Um, from, what I, from what I've seen in the limited time I've been here, okay, it said, is we just we seem to be going from season to season, just getting a squad together, having a bash. It doesn't work. Let's try again. Yeah. So, and I just, I think what it sounds like, hopefully... Um, there's a plan. There's a long-term plan for Gateshead to grow, to be a, to be a you know to be a strong club, to have an academy, to have m- better um, marketing, better links to the community, um, get along more fans when that happens, get young lads through the academy into the team. You know, I feel strongly about young northeast football anyway. So, um, so yeah, I just think it might be a, it might be something that it's been hard. It's been hard for me. You know, I've lost lads that I, I'd rather have kept. Yeah. Um, what I will say is the lads that haven't moved on yet and, and if things do go well and I can keep hold of them um, they'll be the ones that really want to play for us mm-hmm. so you know that's 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 half the battle as well, well that's, a, that's a big positive though isn't it that, you, that if players do want to stay at the club I mean we, we know we've had a few leave but um, you can understand it at this level people have got to pay the bills and, and get on with things it's, it's not like the Premier League but you know just looking about it, um, at the league so far you know, people are starting to strengthen already. Does it worry you that we've maybe not got on, well, got the start at the same time as everybody else were tying down players, or is it not a concern? Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you got to ask yourself, how rogue are you going to go? We talking find your spirit animal in the desert rogue, build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue, or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared.